1: Uh, For those of you who are not familiar with me, even those of you who are, because I'm sure you probably don't think about me as much as I do, my name is Dre Baldwin. Many know me as Dre all day. I'm a former nine-year professional athlete. I'm the author of 31 books. I'm the creator of a whole brand philosophy and framework that is called Work On Your Game, a whole system that I created that takes all the stuff that I learned as a professional athlete and all the tools and attributes and the skills that I had to develop to make it as an athlete, and I've created a system and a framework that translates those tools over into the business world and into everyday life to work with professionals like yourselves who may have never or don't plan on picking up a basketball or lifting a weight. The great thing about my system is you don't have to do those things. You don't have to do any sweating whatsoever to uh, apply this system that I do here. So what I'm gonna talk about here today is the three-step process from getting off the bench to getting into the damn game. So any of you who feels like There's a game that you want to get into, but you're not in it right now. There's maybe an industry that you want to break into. Maybe you're already in the industry, but you feel like you're kind of not, you're not getting the playing time, so to speak. You're not getting the playing time, the field time, the court time, the track time that you want to get. This is kind of the language that we use in sports. you're, You're on the team, but you're kind of on the sidelines. You watch a football game, see all those guys on the sidelines with their helmets off, but you actually want to be on the field or you're at a basketball game and those guys who get up and wave the towels when somebody scores, but you never see them actually get in the game. If you want to get off the bench and actually get in the game, there's a way to do that. And for those of you who are uh, who don't uh, know my work very deeply, understand I'm a, I'm a big systems and process guy. I like to come up with systems and processes for uh, damn near everything I do. There's a system and a process to uh, my morning routine, my evening routine, how I do my work, how I even lay out uh, the material that I create the stuff that I publish there's a system and a process to it and You'll notice that I do the same stuff over and over again and one of my pet phrases is the same things the same way every time So there is a pro- anything that I want to do that first of all is important to get done secondly if I'm going to show anyone else how to do it and third anything that I'm going to be doing repeatedly I always try to come up with a system or a process for it so that I can allow my human habit to take over and habit is much stronger than me having to consciously think about anything keeping in mind that eighty five percent of the things that we do as humans are habitual and unconscious meaning we're not even aware that we're doing it but we're doing them all the time so if you just as a side note have any area of your life that you want to make a change in what you need to change is not what you are consciously thinking about and consciously doing because that's only at most fifteen percent of your of what you're doing. It's the 85%, it's the habits, it's the unconscious stuff. It's the stuff that you're doing over and over and over again that you may not even be aware of. You gotta become conscious of it first. You gotta make the unconscious conscious, then we can go to work on it. And again, putting in the strategies, the processes and the systems in place so that that 85% is working on its own, independent of your conscious thinking, and then you can get to the outcomes that you want. But that's a, uh, I can go into that deeper on a different day. Today, I wanna talk about that three-step process from the bench. the game but i i think that was useful just foundationally for you to understand where i'm coming from so this is the process i'm going to lay out here today that every person i don't care who you are or what you're doing must go through if you need to go from nothing to something in building success in any aspect of life so the only people to whom this will not apply is somebody who you kind of walked into the game and you already had it set up for you to be successful any of you who's in that situation, not everything here is going to apply to you, but any of you who's ever had to walk into an industry or to a field or into a space where you were nobody, you had nothing working in your favor, you didn't have an in, so to speak, into that game, and you had to earn your way up from zero, you had to get it out of the mud, as we say, or zero to 100, however you want to call it, this process is for you. And it's also the process that I teach any with anybody that I'm working with, this is a process that we are going to go through if i'm helping you with anything that's related to you getting on or getting in to an industry whether business sports or anything in between so step number one again we got three steps here today but four overall points and hopefully some time at the end for some conversation first step number one thing you have to do is develop your game or also work on your game all right my brand is called working on your game understand that working on your game is not the entire process, it's just part of the process. See, just because you did the work and you developed your game doesn't mean the game's over. I mean, and I'll give you some examples of that in a second. So when it comes to developing your game, you gotta ask yourself a few questions. One question is, what skills do you need in order for you to get into the game that you wanna be in? And which ones do you currently lack? So for example, in my background as an, an athlete, A lot of basketball players came to know me because i used to put a bunch of basketball videos on his website called youtube.com some of you may have heard of it i was putting videos on there back in 2005 before youtube was youtube and a lot of basketball players kind of grew up watching my material but they would ask me questions and they would say well jerry i'm on the team but i'm not getting in the game what do i need to do or or they would think that something's wrong with the coach or they would think there was some kind of bias working against them and i would share with them the same thing i'm sharing with you right now and i'll give you uh, business folks non-athletes an example as well that you can apply but the first thing i would say to that player was well look what skills do you need in order to get yourself on the court can you grab rebounds can you make an open jump shot if you're a a point guard for example can you dribble the ball up the court against pressure defense without turning the ball over with 10 seconds left in the game to make sure your team secures the win If you get fouled at the end of the game and your team is holding on to a a small lead, can you be trusted to make the free throws? Can you get a defensive stop against the best player on the other team? Can you box out the other team's big guy and grab a rebound so that your team can finish the game out? What skills are necessary for you to be someone that the team and the coach trusts? And which of those skills do you have and which of those skills do you not have? Now, here's a very important point here. And actually, before I get to that important point, Let me give a a business example. Let's say somebody wanted to get into the professional speaking world. Somebody wants to be a professional speaker, whether you're speaking in uh, on Clubhouse, on apps like this right now, or you want to get on stages, you want to give a TED talk. You want to give keynotes in charge, five figures for your keynotes. And what skills do you need to get in the game? Many people think that the only skill that they need, and this is the important point here, I'll weave it in. Many people think the only important skill that they need is just your belief that you're good at the thing that you do. This is false. You believing that you're good at something has nothing to do with what the marketplace believes. So when I say what skills do you need and which ones do you lack, it's not based on you looking in the mirror and saying, um, if any of you remember the old um, Saturday Night Live skits with Stuart Smalley, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and damn it, people like me. All right, that's not enough. All right, you're going to need a little bit more than that. You need to look at the marketplace and ask yourself, what does the marketplace want? What is the marketplace asking of me? One thing that I tell people all the time at Work On Your Game is that we are in a results-based business meaning all of your business is based on the results that you can produce, and those results are chosen by the marketplace. What does the marketplace say about you? Not the, what do you say about you? What does the marketplace say about you? When I, or any of you has ever taken a, a class or heard anybody talk about branding, you know one of the things people say all the time. It's not what you say, it's what Google says, right? When somebody looks you up, they heard of you, the first thing they're gonna do is go look you up. You're gonna see what it says on LinkedIn, what does it say on Google, what does it say on YouTube? What is the marketplace saying about you? So you need to find out what the marketplace wants. And the marketplace, if you're an athlete, the marketplace is your coach. What's the coach want? Not what you want. What's the coach want? Because the coach determines whether you get in the game or not, right? And if you want to get into the speaking business, for example, those people who are hiring the speakers, what do they want? Who are the last three speakers that they hired? Let's look at what they have and let's look at what you have and let's see what's missing. If any of you remember, I think it was Sesame Street back in the days when they would have the they would show you all that. They would show you little pictures and to be a little jingle and say, what's different? What's the one thing different about this one from the other three? And you had to figure it out. You had to discern what is different about this one from the other ones that we see on this in this graphic. And you had to know what that was. And if you don't solve that problem, you're going to continue to suffer in your business. So, so there's a lesson from Sesame Street that still applies to our adult lives. Developing your game. What skills do you lack and how do you get them? Now you got to go figure out how to get them so okay my marketing material is not on point Um, I don't have a good uh, demo video or my website uh, my website doesn't look good I don't have good professional photos or I don't have a topic that they're actually hiring for you need to figure this out I want y'all to understand all of this when I say work on your game this right here this is the work all right this is the part when I say work on your game this is the work all right the things that we share here and talk about these are not merely for your listening pleasure okay this is not just and I tell people this all the time. You may be entertained by the things that I say, but this is the purpose is not entertainment. All right. The purpose of what I do is development, getting better, improvement. And this is why I always open by commending you all for being here, because there's only a small percentage of the population I'm talking to even when I talk about this stuff, because most people don't want to do the work. Most people want to be successful. Most people don't want to do the work. So these things that I'm talking about need to be applied and used in a tangible way. Everything that I use, I share. What most people need, though, is not more information or more plans. What most people need is just help in application. And that's why I, I'm a big on processes and systems so that people can plug into the process and the system and the and frameworks and actually get things done. So this first step is developing your game. It's assessing your game and then figuring out what parts of the game do I need to add that I'm missing? Because if you're not getting the results that you want right now, then something's missing. All right, that's just a simple equation. Point number two. We are talking today about how to get off the bench and into the game. The second thing you got to do, once you believe you have the game, let's say you believe you have enough game. You think you're in a good spot. This is the athlete saying to me, I say to them, well, look, can you dribble the ball? Can you grab a rebound? Can you pass? Can you make a layup with either hand? And they say, well, Dre, I have all the game. I have all the skills. I'm still not getting the opportunity. Okay, so here's what you do next. This is all of you out there, professional speaker. You feel like you have a good speech and you got a good topic, but nobody's booking you. You feel like you have a good product and a good course, but nobody's signing up. You feel like you can coach people all all around the world, but nobody's signing up for your coaching. What do you do? What's the next thing you have to do? Next thing you got to do is show your game. Keyword here is show. Everybody heard the phrase show business? Okay, what does show business mean? Show business means the person who puts on the best show gets the business. Understand that this is show business. Everything that we're doing where you can be seen, heard and known, you have to give people a show. People would rather be entertained and they would like to be educated. So you can mix them in, but understand you gotta give people a show. You gotta give people something that's memorable, something that they want and something's gonna make you stand out amongst the competition in the marketplace. And the show, showing your game is actually a two-part process. First of all, you have to create the opportunity for yourself. We call that selling. And then you have to maximize that opportunity. We call that delivering. In life, understand, just as in basketball, the question is not whether or not you can shoot the ball. The question is whether you can get your shot to shoot the ball. Is there are a lot of basketball players who can shoot. If you put them in an empty gym and give them the ball and no turn on the cameras and they can put it on Instagram and YouTube and they'll make 30 shots in a row. Now, put them in a five on five basketball game with some defense, they can't even get a chance to shoot the ball. See, the question is not if you can shoot, the question is, can you get your shot? And this is the showing your game part. And this is the marketing, this is the selling, this is the branding. And- hey
2: listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day.
1: This is all part of your job. Any of you out there, any professional, whatever industry you're in, You got to figure out how do i get some attention for what i'm doing how do i get people to actually know that i exist and know that there's some value in what i'm giving to the to the game so that i can get some roi for what i'm doing this is part of the job and any of you who's in business if you have the word business anywhere in what you do you have the word professional in anything that you do if you want to make money from anything that you do marketing is at least 51 percent of your job and this is an important one and this is an all industries. When I wanted to get into pro basketball, I graduated from college in 2004. I had no offers to play pro basketball. The only reason I played pro basketball is not because I was so much more talented than the other 10,000 players who wanted to play pro. It was because I knew how to sell myself. I know how to market, promote, and sell myself. That's how I was able to get on. Just so all of you know, just to give you a frame of reference, worldwide for an American-born basketball player, there are about 5,000 jobs in the entire globe. 5,000 total in the whole world. In the NBA, you got about 500, plus the NBA, plus the, the minor league, you got about, let's say, another 300. And then overseas, you got about 4,000. That's it, the whole world. So if you are born in America and you only have a United States passport, there are 5,000 opportunities for you to play pro basketball. Now, let me ask you a question. How many, you don't have to answer this uh, out loud, you can put it in the chat. How many males in America right now do you think they think they're good enough to play professional basketball. Knowing that there are 5,000 jobs in the world, how many males do you think believe they could play pro basketball? I would guess my my estimate is probably about at least 50,000. They think they could play pro. So out of that 50,000, there's only 5,000 gigs. And that's the reason why I was able to play. I'm giving you that point just to drive home the point that I'm making here. It's not because I was necessarily so much better than all of them. I was better than some of them, not all of them. The reason I was able to get ahead of them because I know how to sell myself. And it's the same thing for you and what you're doing. I don't care if you have a roofing company, if you sell solar panels, if you sell resell sneakers on the internet, if you fix broken iPhone screens, if you're a professional speaker, you're a coach, you sell courses, you got to figure out how to get some attention. And yes, this is part of your job. And this is something that a lot of entrepreneurs get, they get caught on this point here because they never thought about the marketing side. They just think about the, the doing the thing side. This is doing the thing versus selling the thing. And understand that getting your shot is part of the job. Now, it is not a birthright and it's not owed to you that somebody's supposed to pay attention to you. It is your job to earn slash create these opportunities for yourself. And another aspect of showing your game is whatever you're offering needs to be a fit for the people who are doing the choosing So this is about choosing your market and you got to choose the right people to actually promote and sell your stuff to Sometimes you got the right product. You just got the wrong audience. You're just showing it to the wrong person Your offer must fit the needs of your audience. This is all part of your work. So As an athlete for example, I remember one year. This was around uh, 2007 fall of 2007 i found myself unemployed without a job and i'm reaching out to teams and i would have teams reach back to me and this is i went direct to the team because i didn't have an agent working for me or at least not an effective one at the time and i would reach out to some teams and some teams would reply back to me and say well look we like your stuff we actually think you're a good player could help our team but we already have two americans on our roster and those of you who don't understand overseas basketball you can't just fill your team with a bunch of American players. In many countries, there's a limit on how many Americans can be signed to a contract. That's why there's a limit on how many jobs there are worldwide. So some countries is just one, some countries is two, and some places just budgetary restrictions because signing an American, that's an, you're an import product. So it costs more money to import an American than it does to sign a, a local guy who's from that country. So sometimes teams would say, well, we like your stuff, but we just don't have space for you. So my offer was just going to a person who wasn't fit to buy. had to find the right person and all of this folks is part of your job to sell yourself point number three we are talking here today about the three-step process from getting off the bench and getting into the game third thing you got to do is get the return on investment for your game the ROI all right this is the fun part okay now we finally get to the fun part the fun part is when you get what you Deserve and I don't really like using that word too much, but get what you deserve for your ability and for your work This is where you actually get paid the check. This is where you actually get signed to the contract This is where people want to take pictures with you. You get more followers on Instagram all of that stuff Okay, but understand it's not always easy to get the ROI because you believe in the value of your game You think your game is worth X, but so what nobody cares what you think question is what's the marketplace thing? Who else believes in the value of your game and is willing to pay you for that value? That's the question that you actually have to answer. And can you get them to pay you what you think is worth versus what they think is worth? This is all this all goes back to the way you're showing up. This all goes back to the way that people see you. All of this pre-frames them to understand what your value is going to be. And here's a key question. Are you willing to ask for what you want and can you get it? This is an important question. This is one that some of you need to write down and you need to think about this question every single day. Are you willing to ask for what you want? Meaning, are you going to say that number out loud? Right, how much you want to get paid for a speaking gig? You want to say it out loud when somebody asks you? And can you get it? Can you get them to say yes? Is your offer worthy of what you're asking for? And understand your consumers will provide that answer. Can you find a consumer who's willing to pay you X if you believe you're worth X? or will you settle for half of x or a third of x or a tenth of x this is all part of your marketing sales job and this, the foundation of all of this just in case any of you didn't read between the lines is mindset this is the ROI part can you create that return on investment so you developed your game you believe you have the skill you showed your game you put it out there and now people are seeing you you're starting to get some attention now can you turn that attention can you turn that attention into revenue can you do that? Can you turn it around to where, okay, now everybody's looking at you. Can you, can you pour, have some money come out the other end of that machine? This is the business game for athletes. It's it actually the same thing for athletes in a professional level, even at the collegiate level. Now they can sell there. You can sell your name, image, and likeness. The scholarship is worth money. All right. Any of you, I don't know if we got any parents in the room who are paying for their kids to go to college. Is the scholarship worth money? I would think so. <laughs> okay. It's worth money. And that de- NIL deal is worth money. Yeah, professional contract is worth money. And all of you here in business, okay, business is the exchange of resources between people. Usually, money is going one direction or another. Can you get money to come out the other end of that deal? That's point number three. Let me move on to point number four, and hopefully, I save a couple minutes for comments here. Number four, we are talking the three step process to get off the bench and into the game. So, I gave you the three steps. Number four, understand that you need all three parts to complete this picture. If you are missing a part, it's kind of like a, a three-legged stool missing a leg. Or you cannot be missing a part of this game. Developing your game, you got to actually have it. Showing your game, people must know that you exist, and then getting the ROI for your game. And otherwise, that's creating the exchange. You must be able to create the exchange. If you have game and you're showing your game, but you don't know how to create the exchange, that means you have a sales problem. If you got a sales problem, it won't be long before you have a out-of-business problem. Like you can't be in business, you can't make a sale. So all three parts are needed to complete this picture. The problem is many people stall at one of these points. They either don't know how to develop their game, don't know how to show their game or lack the ability to do it, or they can't get the ROI for their game. And then when they get stuck, here's what a lot of people do. They either a keep trying things that don't work. A lot of people do that. B they quit. People do that or C They complain that the game is working against them. They just complain, hey, I don't know what to do in this situation, and they just sit there on their hands and do absolutely nothing. Let me let you all in on a secret, open secret. None of the above is a result-producing solution. To keep doing things that don't work will not get you a result. Quitting will not help you, and complaining that the game's working against you, whether you're complaining out loud verbally or you're complaining in your mind, bitching, all right, that won't change the situation either. None of those produce results. The solution is to take a step back, Take a look at the three parts of this framework, figure out where you are missing something and maybe just maybe go get yourself some help. Understand it's not a weakness to get help. Smart people get help. All right, the most successful business people, you know, have a whole bunch of help around them, whereas the struggling person usually is doing everything on their own. Isn't that ironic? And when many people look at getting help as some kind of weakness. No, it's eight billion people on the planet. There's only one of you. I think the 8 billion people on the planet could probably get more done than you can on your own. No matter how talented, hardworking, or dedicated, team no sleep, grit and grind you are, you can get more done through leveraging other people than you can by yourself. But understand, everything that I said here today, I'll offer this one last disclaimer. This ain't for everybody. This is only for certain people who are willing to do the work, put yourself out there, ask for what you want, and you're willing to stand on it to get what you want. This is the game. And if any of you go any ever go deeper into my world and the things that i do this is the way that we do things just so everybody's clear and that link at the top is to my latest book called the third day the decision that separates the pros from the amateurs i think i laid a lot of that out for you here today the book is not about what we talked about here today but you want to know what kind of decisions separate the pros from the amateurs it's deciding that you are going to get the work done even when you at least feel like getting the work done again that's my latest book the third day so with those three steps shared i already recapped them pretty much I want to open up the mic. Now, I want to ask that since we only got four minutes here, anyone who wants to comment, can you limit yourself to about 30 seconds per comment so we can get as many people a chance on the mic as possible? I will open the mic right now. Let's go. Man, was it that great? Nobody has a comment while I'm waiting for somebody to speak up. I'll tell these three steps again, three-step process from the bench to the game is number one is developing your game, figuring out the skills you need and plugging those holes. Number two, showing your game. Number three, get the ROI from your game. Who's that?
3: Good morning, Dre. This is Tracy in the red background.
1: Hey, Tracy. How you doing?
3: I'm wonderful. Great information. I love what you said about smart people ask for help because oftentimes, you know, people are afraid to ask for help. They're afraid to reach out. They, you know, they feel like there are certain things they should already know. So I just really like how you said smart people get help. Ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. Some people feel like if they ask for help, they're going to be seen as, you know, incompetent or you know not knowing what they need to know but so that that really resonated with me because i'm always asking for help you know because you don't know everything nobody knows everything so um thank you for 100%. for saying that it's okay to ask for help
1: thank 100%. You. To you thank you tracy appreciate you uh, who Hi, Jay, like This is
2: julie i have a question i'm hey, down julie. here if that's okay yes okay great so um I love this energy. Um, I join in to listen uh, most mornings and I never really talk. But this week is I'm waking up. I'm I'm, I feel powerful. I feel very optimistic because we are um, we already signed, um, you know, some paperwork with a Bill and Don company. And that's our largest client right now. I'm a CEO of a manufacturing company. And this week, um, due to the fact that I uh, overloaded myself, like I always do, and the certain, assert, ur, I can't talk, the urgency is there um, on all of those. Um, how do you prioritize? When you do have a team, um, mm-hmm. uh, that would be, I have my own methodology, but this week, since all the projects are kind of critical at the same levels, how do you usually pr- prioritize? Thank you so much. This is Julie Huang.
1: Good question. Well, if you're saying everything's at the same levels, then it's technically. Yeah, usually they have different
2: priorities, right? (laughs) Critical levels. But this time I have three going at the same time. And um, yeah, yeah, need some advice and help. I appreciate it. I
1: understand. Well, technically prioritize means what goes first. So something has to win. I mean, Julie. So the answer is a vehicle only has one steering wheel, right? There's only one driver's seat. So something has to get into the driver's seat, and the other two got to get in the passenger seat and in the back seat, and someone has to make that decision. Now you, being the I think you said you're the CEO, uh, this is your decision. Yeah. So you have to decide what go, What's number one? All right, something has to be number one. There's there's no such thing as a it, they never build a statue for a committee. Right, and even though we're talking, not talking about people, we're talking about priorities. You have to decide what goes first, and that's the tough decision that the CEO has to make. And that's why you have the. That's why they pay you the big bucks, right? That's why you had a corner office.
2: Right. Thank you so much. I mean, yes, th- that's where I'm deciding where um where where the priorities are because usually I'm really good with prioritizing, like you said, what goes first. And right. this week it's it's a little bit more like. Well, they all have to be coming first. So do I just, I mean, I just go at it at the same time. I mean, I, you know, the, here's where it's rare. I have this kind of, um, uh, kind of, um, how do you say it? Just kind of a roadblock a little bit. And this morning I'm just prioritizing, see which department needs it to have what. Um, and what, what focus should I be focusing on? So I don't drain myself, right? If yeah. I'm not good, my team is not good. So um, I'm really trying to prepare, you know, it's, I'm, I'm in Houston, Texas, it's eight o'clock in the morning, been up since six, and I'm, I'm working on this. Um, I think I have an idea. But th- this room is powerful houses. So I um, just wanted to see if anybody has any advice, and I can, can listen, I'd love to learn. Thank you so much.
1: Great. Well, we are right at 9 o'clock.
2: Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our one eleven Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with
0: Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.